I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A Podcast. Thank you for listening. One of the most anticipated animated events. I love how Netflix is billing this as an animated event because that's what it is. It's finally here this Friday, October 22nd. Maya and the Three on Netflix. Creator, director, writer, Jorge R. Gutierrez and creative consultant Sandra Akiwa are with me now on the LCJ Q&A. It is great to see the both of you. Hi! Jackson, so good to see you again. We're, we're honored and thrilled. Oh, yes. We met, Jorge, uh, at Netflix Animation in July of 2019. <gasps> I was out there for San Diego Comic-Con, and I, st- I stopped by Netflix Animation. You were so excited to tell me about this show, and oh my gosh, I mean, do you, you remember that day and how there were all these, we, we tried to take a picture, and there were all these things up we couldn't take a picture in front of because you had so much incredible uh, key art there. Well, it was, you know, I, I remember perfectly because at that time, I think Netflix was starting to have a little bit of second doubts going, is this too crazy? And then I remember all you guys came in, and I was like, this thing's going to be amazing. You're all going to love it. Your eyes are going to explode. And all the executives literally looked at you guys, right, in the press to see how you reacted. And you all smiled and everybody nodded. Uh... And then when everybody left, I was like, see, they loved it. We have to make this. So you, yeah, thankfully, yeah. you, you saved my show. So oh. thank you, Jackson. Wow, I am so honored. You are so welcome. Wow, that is uh, that is thrilling to hear that. It really is. Yeah, as you as, as you were telling me some of the the beats of the story, I'm going. Yeah, I'm really interested in this and getting into this. And I was as I was watching some of the episodes, I was like, "That's right, Jorge told me about this. That's right." And and what you guys done have done is is fantastic. So uh, uh, first of all, how does it feel? We 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 had so much in between July 2019 and today. <laughs> how does it feel that it's so, yeah. so, you know, it's it finally especially yeah. now that it's going to happen, like, what, in five days? Yeah, imagine being pregnant for three years. Oh. Like, you just want the baby to come out. Yes, please. <laughs> wow. But it's here, and, it, and it's great. Uh, Sandra, what makes Maya so special? She's only 15 years old, but what makes her so special? And what were your goals in what you wanted to achieve in terms of evolving her over the nine episodes? Just, you know, in a nutshell, I think that we love the fact that she's a female uh, leader. And that not only that she's a female leader, but she's a Latino female leader. You know, you don't see a lot of those. And, you know, what we were doing our research with Jorge, we saw that there was a, like there, there were uh, Mexican women that were strong back in history, but they weren't really portrayed. It was always like the spotlight was always on the guys. So um, we love the fact that we decided to go in the direction of a female heroine. And, uh, you know, like she grows from being very uncertain of herself. Like she kind of knows what she wants, but then like her parents are like, you, what about diplomacy, you know, following her footsteps. And she decides to go with her heart, you know, in the end. And that's, that's, yeah. she grows. And, you know, the theme of the show is if it is to me, it's up to me. And that sort of became the thing that guided the show. Yeah. And we kept saying Maya is a rebel, right? When you meet her, she can fight. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she finds out what is worth fighting for yeah so it's a rebel it's a rebel who finds her cause there you go jorge did you know right away you wanted to bring back some of your book of life stars like zoe saldana and diego luna and danny trejo oh my god i mean you know i wrote all their names into the scripts i I remember pitching it to zoe at the book of life premiere she was pregnant and i was like zoe i'm making this warrior princess and you're gonna play her she like her 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 mouth was labor yeah her mouth was a (laughs) smile but her eyes were full uh, horror. She was like, security. <laughs> so I, I wrote all the parts for them. And then a lot of them, 
I, I literally wrote them on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and I would basically send them drawings and I'd go, here's what you're going to look like. I wrote this for you. You have to do it. And to my complete shock, everybody came back. Well, I have to say it's like not, not just because I'm his wife, but it's, it's really a pleasure working with him. And I hope oh. that the feeling is mutual with these actors. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it is. Wow. A major theme of today's interview so far is people being pregnant and that whole thing. And also, <laughs> and also it's amazing. I mean, Jorge, you had this concept in your mind back at the Book of Life premiere, which was uh, seven years ago at this point. It's amazing. How did it stay the same seven years later? How did it evolve seven years later? So back then, you know, there was no, no Netflix animation. And back then it was supposed to be three movies. So I originally conceived it as Lord of the Rings, right? It's, this is going to be my, my, basically my Mesoamerican princess story. And I figure like, hey, I'm a chubby guy with a beard. Peter Jackson was a chubby guy with a beard when he made Lord of the Rings. Don't let me do that. They did not let me do that. Uh, it, took, it took Netflix uh, to become what it became. And it took them asking me, Jorge, I mean, this is the question that I don't know if I'll ever get asked again. Pitch us something you don't think you can get made anywhere. And I said, I have this three movies in a row, epic, epic, you know, Mexican Lord of the Rings type story. And, yeah. I, you know, for so people who have seen it, I basically pitch the ending because that I always start with the end. Same thing with Book of Life. And, and when people heard the ending, they would go, yeah, no one will let you do that. Yeah. But Netflix, to their credit, trusted and believed in it from the beginning. And here we are. So I still can't believe it, right? Until it comes out, I'm not going to believe it's real. I, I'm in the same steps as you are, yeah. Well, it's here, and, and it's great that Netflix took this chance and is taking big chances with a lot of animation makers today, and that's why they're one of the big powerhouses with animation, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. And you both now voice King and Queen Tekka. Now, yes. Sandra and Jorge, what kind of work and what kind of fun was put into creating these characters and voicing these characters. So imagine her, she designed the queen and I designed the king. I wrote these insane exchanges. Yeah, but while you were writing it, I didn't know that it was me. So then this is what happened with her voice. So Jorge was like, you know what? Usually I use you for scratch. You, Jorge needs people for scratch, right? So I come in and I do the scratch for them while we're looking for the talent, the voice talent. So, um, Chapter one turned turn into chapter two, chapter two turned into chapter three, and they kept using me for scratch. And Jorge was being very, very precautious about how certain lines were being read. And, you know, I was like, oh, when's the actress coming? You know, like, bring her on, you know? And it like, finally they ended with the series and I was like, eh? Like, where, where's the actress? And Jorge was like. I was like, the real actress is you. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, but it, you know, all in all, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we also did it in Spanish. Yeah, so it was it was amazing to to see a character designed by her, delivering lines from her, and actual things she says to me in real life. It's, yeah, it was surreal. Yeah, we love. It was her. really surreal. Nice. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And, and one of my favorite elements of the show is that it has such a cinematic feel and a look to it, especially with the lighting. Can you talk a little bit about how key the lighting is in this series? So from day one, uh, we treated it like a movie. It was never, we never spoke about it like a series. And I'm a huge cinema lover. And obviously the geniuses at Tangent Animation love movies too. And so I was able to reference all the movies I loved. All, you know, we got really nerdy with lenses and how we shot things. 
And then I discovered a lot of the big movies in the history of film mm -hmm. at home, right? So I discovered The Good and Bad, The Ugly, Seven Samurai, all these giant movies as a kid watching them on TV. So I always say movies premiere in the cinema, yeah. but they live forever at home. Mm -hmm. So that's how we approached it. And I love, 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 love how other countries have done big, epic, sweeping movies. And so that's how we approach this. Because you're a big like lighting geek. You love yeah. it. Like and you know, a lot of cinematographers we love. Uh, we had we had a, a brilliant team in, in Canada and and we approached this honestly like a gigantic movie. That's great. Yeah. And and your statement about movies living at home, I mean, that's more important now than ever before. No question yeah. there. Jorge Gutierrez, Sandra Akiwa are with me now on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Maya and the Three, nine-part epic event, premieres this Friday, October 22nd on Netflix. Sandra, what stands out to you about how the scenes are presented in terms of, you know, the whole family can watch this, but I noticed that Okay, this scene is is primarily for kids will get the most out of this. Adults will get really get these references. The action may come from the teens and the 20 year olds. Can you talk a little bit about that, that balance and what stands out to you about that? You know, we're trying to make this this uh, project as universal as as possible. And when we mean universal, we don't only mean like transcending culture. We're also talking about age. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's there's it's like a pinata of. of <laughs> of everything for everyone. And, you know, look, Jorge had told me that they did like a little um, testing prior to all of this. Cause you have to, you know, you have to see how it's going. And they did it with like storyboards. They kind of like hodgepodge yeah. everything animatics. together, animatics in its very early stages. And it read pretty clear to everyone. So that's really exciting that it's reaching out to everybody. Plus we love the fact that, um, you know, every episode is like every, it's like a president. The more you look like a never ending present, each each box contains so much. When you think that it's finished, there's more in there. So you can go back to the episodes and find more things in there. So if, you, if you're if you like a kindergartner and you missed it the first time, you could see it again and you can find more things that you like, you know? So it keeps going. It's never ending. It's like a lasagna of film references. Good. Layers and layers and layers. Oh, you're making me and Garfield hungry when you talk about lasagna. <laughs> and <laughs> hating Mondays. Yes. And hating Mondays. <laughs> Jorge, your characters are always so complex looking and the details you've put into this are amazing. They are. I mean, I look at all of them and I go, oh my gosh, wow. When it came to this, when it came to Book of Life, what excites you about giving yourself that challenge of making such complex looking characters? You know, to me, it's, it's if a character can look amazing and, and complicated and fun and funny or scary just standing there, then once they move, it's even more. So we, that's how I approach it. Yeah, like like these are sculptures that are going to come alive. What do you think the approach is for people? Should they watch all nine at once? Should they break it up into sets of three? What's, what's the vibe? What's the recommendation? All right. So the recommendation for me is we just cooked you the most delicious burrito you've ever tasted. And we hired a sushi chef to chop it up into nine rolls. You got to eat them all. You got to eat them all at once. We know people that have binged all nine of them and they survived. So they're okay. <laughs> yes. I think, I, I think people will survive and, and just the action sequences, the, I'm sure the difficulty level of putting them together was incredibly high because they were intricate. Could you feel that as you were making the action sequences? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I'm an action movie fan, so I love nineties action movies from the U S and then I love Hong Kong action movies. And then I, I 
to me, it was, we are making, you know, Ninja Scroll anime, we are making gods fight. So these fights have to be spectacular and they have to build and they have to be crazier and crazier. And I read somewhere that you're not a real director until you can make the audience cry, you can make the audience cheer and you can make the audience uh, really sort of enjoy a fight. So I took that to heart and I said, ah, oh, the fights in Maya, they gotta be, they gotta be little movies. And that's how we approached every one of them. Yeah. They are terrific. My last question for both of you. What are the three words you can best use to describe this experience overall? All right, three, three words. words. To me, it's glorious, death, and sacrifice. Uh, excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> We're going there to start. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope that it's well. <laughs> uh, happy. And okay. heart, heart tugging. Oh, mm. yes. Heart tugging is the experience of watching this. Not excruciating. It's not excruciating experience watching it. But I'm, I'm so glad uh, that you have put this together. And I think it's going to play really well for families over the next several months and live on forever on Netflix. Do really so, well. Yes, yay. Maya and the Three, the epic event. It premieres this Friday, October 22nd on Netflix. Jorge Gutierrez, Sandra Akiwa, thank you so much for being on the LCJ Q&A today. Jackson, thank you so much for having us. Jackson, you're awesome. Thank you for thank your energy. You. Oh, thank you. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thanks for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>